Everybody knows that Pamtastics books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastics deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me. Welcome everybody, it is 6 o'clock, it's a Friday night, it's time for the happy hour here at MutinyRadio.fm, the happiest of happy hours of comedians coming together and being depressed and telling their jokes to one another is a sad, sad melange of wonderful human beings. And uh, if you're not here right now, you suck balls. Your first comedian of the night is so funny. I am so glad to see her back in and around the comedy spectrum, this strange gestalt that we call San Francisco. She's a hilarious bitch, and we love her forever. Clap your hands wildly for Nicole Turley! Hello. Oh, here we go. Oh my God, we found a working microphone, you guys. This is gonna happen. No, uh, I'm really glad to be here and have all the love and everything because I just moved to Hayward and um, I'm, I've always considered myself a cat person. Cats like me and my new roommate's cat does not like me. Like at all. This asshole, it's a boy cat. Maybe that's why and it knows I'm a feminist. No, but it just hides under the bed, and that's not the only problem. There are these two cats that live outside that also hate me. This has never happened, you guys. I don't get it. Somebody can, I mean, I just want to call my friends and say, your cat's like me. Can you have them come over to my new apartment and explain to the other cats that I'm the cat whisperer, and they need to like me? Anyway, to make a long story short, I have uh, a restraint, three restraining orders from three different cats in Hayward, and my lawyer is telling me I should just let it go. How am I going to be a crazy cat lady if cats hate me now? This is a real dilemma if you get, yeah, seriously. Anyway, um, so um, more about me. Um, I'm on a, um, it's now a 60-day sobriety, 60-day without booze. I should clarify that, yeah. No, it's painful. But yeah, I wanted, I'm I'm supposed to do, I was just going to do a 60-day, but my friends want me to do a 90-day because they want a bigger break from holding my hair back. Um... No, I decided to do it because I had a bad blackout incident um, on my friend Flavio. Yes, that is his real name. And um, I blacked out on him, and then I woke up on my sister's couch, and I felt so horrible. I texted him and said, I am so sorry. I completely blacked out. I hope I was not an asshole to you. He's like, no, you were fine. I had a great time. Thanks for the blowjob. Now, he was joking. He was joking, but that is not what I thought. Because what I thought was, oh, I hope I did a good job. (laughs) Because that's completely what I would do in a drunken blackout. I would totally blow someone, you know? I mean, I don't know what a drunken blackout blowjob for me would be like, but I'm pretty sure it would be a lot of, like, teeth and choking, considering the fact that I usually gag on a toothbrush. Hey, gentlemen. No, but, yeah. I mean, I'm sure at the time I was giving the blowjob, I would think I was, like, Jenna Jameson, but really it was more like for him, like the pit of um, Sarlacc from Return of the Jedi. (laughs) Call 911, what's your emergency? Uh, yeah, my friend Flavio's bleeding in the crotch. I think I gave him a blowjob. Oh. 
Anyway, but that didn't happen. He lived because he was joking. Good for him. So I got a, um, a jury summons yesterday. Woo! And I'm not really wondering how I'm going to get out of it as much as I'm wondering if the defendant, in this case I'm called for, is one of my ex-boyfriends. I don't traditionally have the best taste in men. Um, actually, I was mugged for the first time in my, almost mugged. I actually beat him off, not in that way. No, but actually I was almost, I was almost mugged for my first time in San Francisco. Like I was almost mugged and the first thing I thought before the guy tried to mug me was, oh my God, he's kind of hot. Have I met him in a bar before? Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah. My love life is a bigger shit show than the Bay Bridge during rush hour. That's how bad it is. Yeah, my friends won't meet one of my boyfriends until I show them a clear criminal background check, which I never have. Ooh, there's the honk. Anyway, I'm trying to figure out in counseling um, why I have such bad taste in men. And I think I figured out, you guys. Here's, here's my theory of why I date shit shows. I'm a shit show, okay? And I have to have a bigger shit show than me to make this shit look good, okay? It's like the ugly girl, no, the plain girl, excuse me, the plain girl that gets all her ugly friends to hang out with her all the time. That's my dating strategy, you guys. That is my plan. Anyway, that's my time for now. Um, thank you, guys. I'm Nicole Turley. Awesome. Thanks, Pam. Nicole Turley, dating, forever dating, starting a new meth metal, uh, no, sorry, death metal, not meth dental. <laughs> That's different. This is a different kind of band. I don't know what a meth dental. This sounds like a fun time. Uh, hey, everybody, your next comedian. She is such a lovely human being. She gave me the cutest shoes that I've ever shooed. And, uh, no, it's absolutely true. And this really cool scarf. I mean, she really, st I mean, I look like a real person now. Uh, thanks to this comedian and uh, her cast-off clothing. I just, it's new to me. Everybody, I love it. Give me all of your shit. And, uh, and she, but she isn't going to tell shitty jokes. She's a very funny lady. You guys are going to love her. Clap your hands wildly for Florentina Tanase. She's not here, is she? That's great. Your next comedian is part of Destiny's Mom. He's the second half. They just had a really successful show last Tuesday at the Punchline called... Uh, Oh, I should know this. Charm Offensive. Yes. Uh, he's a really funny guy. You guys are going to love him. Everybody put your hands together for David Roth. Thank you, Pam. I just want all of you to know I am a really, really great guy. I am a wonderful human being, according to women while they're breaking up with me. <laughs> Like, if I get one compliment, I'm like, oh, thank you. If I get a second compliment, I'm like, give me back my Sgt. Pepper's record and I will see my way out. <laughs> I feel like great guy is the only fetish that does not exist. <laughs> they say there's a fetish for everything. Mm, not that one. I wish it were, though. I'm just imagining some lady be like, oh, it's so hot when you pick me up from SFO. <laughs> I get so wet when you send a birthday card to my mother. Sorry, I just locked eyes with that guy for a little too long. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I've noticed this. I don't know, maybe it's Jewish women that I'm sleeping with, Pamela, but I've noticed like they're all starting to say the same thing before intercourse. It's like never a compliment. It's always something like... 
All right. <laughs> Florentina, you missed like the most amazing intro for you about giving shoes and everyone shed a tear and you weren't even here. Now you have to go 22nd. That's so sad. It's going to be a really long wait. Um, I wrote like, I'm, I got divorced like a year and a half ago. Uh, I wrote like 10 minutes of divorce jokes for you guys, but my wife took half. But boom <laughs> Hot crowd, Pam. Uh, you can actually follow my alimony on Instagram. <laughs> it's currently in Bali on a yoga retreat. <laughs> the username is at divorce hey dollar sign dollar sign dollar sign. I get I guess at thanks David was taken. Um, that bitch. But you know what? I'm kind of glad. Like, <laughs> I'm kind of glad that. I'm glad that some of my money is like, you know, having fun in Bali. Some of my money is doing fun things because the money in my personal account is bored as fuck. It's like, ooh, I'm in Dave Roth's account. What am I going to become? Rent or hummus? <laughs> I think I inspired my ex uh, to create an app. It's a delivery service that brings masculine energy to the bedroom. Ha! <laughs> that was funny for me. Uh... I think we have, that was the portion of material that I've tried before. Uh, I, I love how sweaty I get when I do new things, Pam. Isn't that fun? I think there's like too many words for, or I don't think there's not, I don't, Jesus Christ. Come on, words. I think we need more words for love, you know? It's weird that, that one emotion is like, do you feel the same way about mom and your boyfriend and like Ryan Gosling and La La Land? Like it's kind of strange that we just have that one word for love. Uh, I recently told this woman that I loved her and she just responded like the same expression you get when you see a stranger in the elevator. You're like, mm-hmm. um, then later I took her to Olive Garden cause I'm really classy. By the way, I'm from Michigan and like to me, like I didn't realize Olive Garden was like, like that was like where you take someone that you really like, like in Michigan. I did not realize that that place was like looked frowned upon. Uh, and so we're at the Olive Garden and we're having like appetizers and she's like, oh my God, I love these breadsticks. I'm like, so she used the L word on fucking Olive Garden breadsticks instead of me. So I'm just like imagining like dangling off a cliff and there's like me hanging onto like a tree root that's about to snap and then like five feet over is like an Olive Garden breadstick. And she like only has time to choose her true love. Like, that'd be pretty fucking humiliating to be, like, tumbling down, losing to an Olive Garden breadstick. I just, like, imagine her, like, the mortuary, like, with fucking breadcrumbs on her face and smelling, like, garlic breath. (laughs) I made the right choice. All right, I've been David. Thanks so much, guys. David Roth, everybody. Go like Destiny's mom on Facebook right now. And, uh, and you know... They really are delicious, Olive Garden breadsticks, I gotta say, they're tasty. I wish they used a little more artisanal salt because that would really give it that crunch it needs on the top. Your next comedian, well, she's got a little crunch, might I say. Uh, Also, the clothes she gave me were not crunchy. They were all washed before she gave them to me and I love them. You guys are gonna love her comedy right now. Everybody, clap your hands wildly for Florentina Tanase! Yes, I did wash them. Oh, fuck. Hurry. Hi. 
Hey guys. Go hey. Hey, girl, hey. Um, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're doing physical comedy tonight. Yeah, who knew? Uh, it was just uh, International Women's Day. Yay! You guys know, this is a very complicated thing, uh, as women things usually are. Uh, International Women's Day coincides with National Women's Week, which coincides with National Women's Month, but not National Women's Day. No, that is in August. They wanted to make sure it was the same day as National Dog Day, because America loves all the bitches. So, yay for me. Uh, it's okay. And also, if you're in Canada, you don't get an International Women's Day this month. It's in October. I mean, perpetually just as women, like, we just want you to forget our anniversaries, no matter what the occasion. So, you're welcome. Um, I work at a hospital. Yay. Um, a lot of people ask me if it's like Grey's Anatomy. And I'm like, no, because one is free to the public and one is healthcare. Um, so, okay, I thought it was gonna be funnier, but I guess not. <laughs> I guess you guys all have healthcare, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> fucking watching your ABC, fucking Grey's Anatomy with your, with your healthy selves, <laughs> with your prostate exams. You got yours checked, great. Now you can watch Grey's Anatomy is all you want. All right. I'm not mad. Um, also, Grey's Anatomy will never be canceled because the showrunner is Shonda Rhimes, whereas healthcare showrunner is Donald Trump. So it could get canceled. It could, uh, it probably will get canceled. So, um, yeah, you should check that beard out. It looks like it has cancer. Okay. Um, I'm so nice. Uh, so my favorite part about working at a hospital is I get to wear scrubs. Um, I don't wanna, sorry, okay. That's not where we're going, but I can't wait for karaoke April 14th. Um, so yeah, I get to wear these scrubs and they're basically glorified pajamas. So I walk into work with pajamas and pretend that I'm a doctor. So it's super fun. It's like I, I wear pajamas and I play doctor. Um, so I'm totally almost like a hooker. Um, Cause they also wear their pajamas while playing doctor. Um, but they, I mean, obviously it's different, like they get paid so <laughs> more than me. So, uh, and a few, I have, yeah, there are a few other, uh, differences between me and hookers, like not, not a lot, but here's another, um, I have to wait in line to see my doctor, whereas doctors wait in line to see hookers. Um, pun I'm punching up, oh, just. That, uh, it's the doctors who I'm making fun of. Um, thanks. I know what a minute feels like. So, you guys, I, I, have, I have this theory that the internet was invented to make racist people more lazy. Um, hear me out. Hear me out. This is super legit. I was on Netflix. Um, I was watching this documentary called Cesar Chavez. It was about Cesar Chavez. And... Um, <laughs> I saw this, I, I like Netflix because I like to read the comments people leave. And one of the comments, you have written some comments, my friend. Like, that's, that's a troll right there. Is, is that how I say it? Okay. Uh, 
But one of the comments under the Cesar Chavez documentary was, we get it, he's Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I think that was the whole plot. Um, But the reason I think that like Netflix is trying to like combat racism is like, you guys binge watch Netflix? Yeah, you guys are all racist because that's how they they would keep racists from actually going out in the world. Like, remember, remember Christopher Columbus? He hated Indians so much. He got a whole bunch of his friends, built some ships, went to another country, changed the culture of another race to be Indians so that he could be super dupes racist against Indians. Like, but now we can just leave the racists at home. They can watch Netflix all they want. They could binge watch. No one cares. It's actually really funny, um, the comments, actually. Okay, well, that I'm working on that, so I'm sorry I'm going to leave you on that note. But, um, yeah, just don't binge watch, you fucking racist. Thanks, guys. I'm Fuerte. Florentina Tanase. I will binge watch all day long. No, I don't, I don't. Uh, I don't have internet in my house, so it's say I don't understand what's happening in the world. Your next comedian does. Uh, she's a hilarious lady who's going to make you guys laugh like crazy right now. Everybody, if you haven't slapped those meat paws together, do them right now for Sabrina Miller. Hey, what a turnout. This is awesome. So some of my old jokes are actually gonna are gonna be new. Just give me a second. Sorry. Hairball, hairball. I'm a cat person. Totally a cat person. That's that's you know actually how I relax before I come on stage. Like how I de-stress is I uh, take my big old big old orange tabby and like I wear them like a boa and I, I'm like I breathe deeply. Like it's like cat aromatherapy. It's, like I said, the side effect is hairballs occasionally. But, you know, it's, it's worth it to deliver a good set. Um, what else about me? Let's see. So, all right. I kind of forgot. Jesus. All right. So I normally, I normally use another icebreaker, and it was inspired by the karaoke and comedy show over at, uh, during the, actually during the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. And I heard a rendition of Sweet Caroline, so I'm going to do a rendition of my own. Hope you guys enjoy it. All right. All right. All right. Here it goes. I'm transgender. Bum, bum, bum. Actually, that's it. It's, it's, it's not so much a joke as it is an icebreaker for the third date. You know, some, something, you know, something other than... Uh, hun, I was born without a vagina. You know, something a little bit more fun. We can, <laughs> come, yeah, come out during karaoke. Hey. You know, actually, I am really bummed right now because I still haven't gotten my new birth certificate with the corrected sex on it. It really sucks. Because, like, the thing is, I was born in Missouri. And uh, boy, oh boy, is Missouri living up to its nickname, goddammit. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, I have, to, I have to go over like 1,500 miles. I have to go to court and petition a judge to get my new birth certificate. It's basically like, show me the vagina. That's what I have to do. That should be Missouri's new motto, the show me the vagina state. I swear to God. And uh, it's like, come on, Missouri. <laughs> come on, Missouri. How about a compromise? How about I send in a letter from the surgeon who performed my gender confirmation surgery 
you know, along with maybe a, you know, a vagina selfie, you gonna, gonna get, a, get, a, get a good one? No? No, Missouri, not good enough? Well, God damn it. okay, how about a letter along with a picture of me standing side by side with my gender confirmation surgery surgeon? So like, I would be here and I would assume my favorite gynecological, you know, exam pose, like so. Okay. And my, uh, my surgeon would be standing next to me, kind of like this. With like, with a thumbs up, like, like the phone's like, hey. I'm Dr. So-and-so. And I approve Sabrina's vagina. <laughs> Asterisk, she was no less of a woman before the surgery and she's no more of a woman after the surgery, so fuck you, Missouri. All right. What else about me? Oh, right. Uh, so some of my trans sisters, they want the complete female experience, believe it or not. And this includes having a period. Not kidding. I am like, why? Why? Like, no, thank you. Like, I'm going to go online and purchase a period panty kit and shove blood packets up my vajayjay and do extreme kegels or whatever the fuck YouTube tells you to do. You know, the, the last I checked, wages aren't exactly keeping up with feminine product, you know, Wages aren't exactly keeping up with feminine uh, hygiene product inflation. And uh, a box of tampons, that's like two vanilla chai lattes down the drain. I like my lattes. I don't want to cut, cut back. I start my morning every morning with a perfectly prepared 120 degree one. No exceptions, period. But uh, hey, you know what they say. The best part of waking up ain't pulling a tampon out of your twat. <laughs> Oh, God. That's, I, oh, my God. I'm actually going to leave you on that. I actually went there. I actually tried to rhyme the words up and twat. Shame on me. Shame on me. That's the worst rhyme since Texas and what the facts is. Holy shit. All right. I'm Sabrina Miller. That's been my time. Back to the wonderful Pam Benjamin. Sabrina Miller. Yay. Tampon jokes. Uh, you should tell that old one that all the young boys do on the on the and they're like what do vampires eat and they're like tampon lollipops I don't know how that joke went but I remember it as a child just very vaguely hanging out uh, watching baseball uh, staring at young boys butts your next comedian uh, I accidentally thought his last name was wine glass and that was going to make me the happiest person alive because I was going to be like you guys are going to clap wildly right now for the comedy of Dave Weissglass Thank you. Is this on? It is on. Yeah. I had a whole new set plan, but now I can just make fun of my own last name for the next five minutes, and I think that'll probably go pretty well. <laughs> All right. This is actually quite a crowd now. Uh, have you guys, um, have you done puberty? Have you gone through that, or have you, um, I've gone through puberty. Uh, no, hold your applause. That's okay. And um, I, I went through puberty, like, really young, like, real, like, too early to the point where, like, it, no one was really expecting it. Like, I would kind of walk around, like, with normal things that people were going through that period go through, and people were just like, whoa, what's wrong? Do you have the chicken pox right now? I'm like, no, it's acne. Like, I'm period. Like, shouldn't you know this? You're my doctor. And it didn't really make a lot of sense. You remember, like, health class? They used to split you up into, like, the guys and the girls because you couldn't, like, be together. My understanding now, I've realized, is that was supposed to be, like, training, like, preparation for what's going to happen. <laughs> It was kind of like a recap. It was kind of like the credits were scrolling up and down the screen, just like weird, awkward directions and all that kind of stuff that I just had to deal with. And I was like, oh, that's what the fuck was happening. Shit. All right. Well, it was kind of good, though, because like I also kind of got over some of the phase. Like 
before some of my peers did. So I got to look at them and like all the stupid, like prepubescent, like puberty ridden kids to like and boys have to go through when they're all just being idiots with each other. Like I went to summer camp when I was a kid because I'm from New Jersey and I'm Jewish. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that's a thing out here. Like, cause back east, like if you're a Jew and you're like a child, you spend your summers at summer camp. That's what you do. It's like, it's like a sea turtle finding its way to the water after it's been hatched. It's like, it's like an instinct. You don't have a lot of choice. There's not a lot of free will. You spend your summers in like Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania, surrounded by 300 other dudes, 200 of whom are named Jake Goldberg, and you're like, okay, I guess I belong here. This makes a lot of sense. It was stupid because like, everyone, like, like, all the other kids that were at the camp, like all the kids that I shared a bunk with, like had to make everything a competition. And I remember like, you know, it wasn't like I was totally mature, but I remember just being like, why are you doing this? Everything's a competition, things that you don't really want to win. Like, do you really want to win the bounciest Jufro competition right now? Is that like something you want to be doing? Do you want to win the Bunk 11 jerk off off? That's not what you want to do. That's just a best hand job competition. Like you win, congratulations. By the way, these are like the doctors and lawyers that you guys go to right now. I just wanna let you know, I know you trust Dr. Weinberg, but he lost a jerk off off in Bunk 11 in 1994. It happened, he doesn't want you to know. But it's true. <laughs> camp, was, camp was all right. I went for a long time too, shit. Uh, I remember there was this one dude who, who used to come to camp like once every, every summer. And like this was actually something he did. Like he traveled around to different camps and it was like this like big assembly about all the kids and he would play Simon Says with everyone. Like that was like his thing, thank you. Uh, he would like just go around to different camps and he'd play Simon Says. So of course his stage name was Wrong, his stage name is Steve, folks. He goes by Steve. His name is actually like Steve Max with two X's. And he was like playing Simon Says with children. And people consented to this. So if Steve is playing Simon Says, that begs the question, where the fuck is Simon? Like, it's called Simon Says. Not like, hey, my name is Steve and I like heard that Simon would really like for you to do these things, but he can't make it tonight, so I'm just gonna come here. Why don't you like lift your hand up? I didn't say Simon Says, Steve Says. Uh, I don't know why he was there, and I don't really trust him. Like, he sounds like he, like he has like quite a weird story, right? Like, he sounded like he was like in the gay porn industry for a while, and then he was like, nah, maybe Simon Says is more my thing. I'll keep the name, it's fine. And then like, he just went around to a bunch of different camps. <laughs> but I bet there is a Simon, like somewhere out there. And maybe like, Steve was like his protege or something, or his intern. And one day, Simon was like, Steve, can you get my office for a second? Simon says, Steve, can you come in the office for a second? Thank you. Very good. Simon says, Steve, take a seat. Listen. Simon says, Steve, I just got a new gig. I'm supposed to go to the summer camp and play Simon Says with a bunch of these little Jews, but I can't make it. I just can't make it, and I think you're ready. I want you to go play for me. He's like, Steve, can you go play Simon Says with these little Jews? And he was like, on it, and he left. And Simon was like, what did I not say? What did I not say? Thank you. That is my time. David Weiss class. <laughs> David Wiseglass, influencing young children, yay. Your next comedian, I would be afraid if he influenced young children as well. Uh, you guys are going to love him. Clap like you've never clapped before for Martin Cunney. My ankles, splinters in my back. I've been thinking a lot lately. Um, who, 
do you think was the first guy who ever butt chugged? It was just like, you know, this beer isn't doing it for me right now. But I heard, and if I stick it up my ass, I only need one. He was either really cheap or really anal. Um, I suffered a breakup recently, as anybody who uh, has seen me knows because of this beard. Um, but don't worry about me, guys. I am swimming in pussy because I got the cats in the breakup. <laughs> don't worry about me. It sucks being single, though. Uh, I'm having to ba- go dive back into this single dating world of dating apps. Oh, man, I know. I know a lot of people love, uh, love these dating apps, you know, because finally that pop-up that said those hot singles that are in your area, they, they can't compete anymore because they actually are in your area and they are looking to fuck. <laughs> have you noticed those ads have kind of changed? No one's, not, I, no one's watching as much porn as me probably because <laughs> again, I suffered a breakup recently as I seem to re- need to reiterate. Uh, those porns have gone from, like, those ads have gone from hot singles in your area ready to fuck to like hot older women that are definitely into banging you and it's like a picture of like a granny. <laughs> They like, those ads are like lowering their standards to deal with this new competition. That's a free market at work, people. <laughs> uh, it sucks, though. I'm, I, I think I don't come across very well in these apps. I, uh, it's pretty bad. I'm, I'm being passively rejected as we speak. Like, right now, I'm being rejected. It's a whole new technology. Right? I just, I'm just sitting here, and someone's just like... <laughs> And it sucks because uh, for some reason, uh, Tinder doesn't work on my phone, which is the most popular one. The only one that works on my phone is Bumble, which is the fucking worst one. Bumble is the one where women have to start the conversation. Otherwise, they just go away after 24 hours. Like, the match just disappears. And so I've had a lot of matches go away, which is like the equivalent of, I picture it of like going to like a coffee shop to like meet someone who you've been like set up on a blind date with and them coming and like sitting down across from you and like looking up and then just getting right back up and walking out. Like it's, it's hard. It's like, I know you saw me. I know you saw this. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) You know, this city's changing. Um, You know, you didn't used to just walk around the uh, mission. So uh, carefree, you know, in this area, this is uh. This is a new age of, uh, of whiteness here, and it's, it's, it's pretty different. Like, I was walking down, uh, I was walking to Valencia, and uh, a bum came up to me and asked me for a dollar. You know, pretty standard occurrence. The bum was speaking to me in a French accent, and that was a new occurrence. And I thought to myself, is this what gentrification looks like? Because now we have, we're importing our bums. I thought maybe it's kind of nice. Like maybe it's gonna really like change the atmosphere, the, the bum atmosphere. Like there's gonna be like homeless potpourri, which is like nail clippings with like 40 water all over them, really like freshening the smell up. And I was like, oh, is that foie gras? I was like, no, it's, it's still shit. <laughs> uh, but at least if I see a guy uh, eating snails, I know he's just being cultured, and he's not assuming that they're uh, pop tarts. All right, guys, thanks a lot. That's my time. <laughs> Yeah, um, gum on the ground is not free candy. 
Your next comedian, uh, I don't think he's coming tonight. Greg Gettle's not here, is he? Is he here? Does anybody see that bald weirdo? Okay, cool. Uh, your next comedian, I've only met him online, so this will be interesting. Can't wait to listen to his jokes. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Alexander Westerfield. Take off. Everyone's really short, yeah. It's okay. It's not just you. Uh, so, hey, guys. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. We're going to talk about one of my favorite things. It's the war on terror. Yeah, that's right. Cheer for it. It's really great. It's been going on for like, I don't know, like 15 years or something. Um, doesn't really show any signs of abating. It's pretty good. But here's my favorite statistic about the war on terror. The stage is too small. That's what they all say. <laughs> Statistics. About as many people die every year in deaths related to furniture as die from terrorist attacks. Every year, furniture, terrorism, kill about the same amount of people in the United States. This like raises like two questions for me, right? The first one... Who's dying from furniture, right? It's like you and your girlfriend, you're shopping for like, I don't know, a side table or an end table or some kind of table. You're in Crate and Barrel and like you see one, like, oh, I kind of like this one, but it's the, you, you stare at it for like five minutes. Like, is this right? Is this not right? Is this right? Is this not right? You decide it's not right. It hears you. It follows you home. <laughs> you wake up the next morning. It's at the end of your bed. No one ever hears from you again. So that's one. That's how it gets one person. Um, the second question is, right, people trot this statistic out all the time to be like, oh, you know, the war on terror must be stupid. We've got furniture killing just as many people as terrorism. Why don't we have a war on furniture? <laughs> I haven't seen a terrorist today. Have you seen a terrorist today? Have you? Anyone? No? No, nobody ever raises their hand. I've never seen a terrorist in my entire life. I've been seeing chairs since I was old enough to see. You go on a subway, you see chairs. You try and get on an airplane, you know, they won't let you take your nail scissors on. They won't let you have a plastic knife. The plane is full of chairs. They're even in the cockpit. It's absurd. And it goes all the way up too. There are desks in the Oval Office. <clears throat> and I know, right, not all furniture is terrible. We have some chairs in the audience tonight. Um, you guys are sitting on them, so maybe that's like why they get so pissed off from time to time. Uh, I've got this little, you know, table up here, but you know, you'll notice I'm keeping my distance until it proves that uh, that it's capable of acting right. Not sold yet. And you start to wonder, okay, we're on furniture. Seems like a good idea. But like, what would that look like? You'd have drones flying around IKEA shops. You'd have to duck every time you wanted to like mattress test have these rednecks in the middle of country dragging Ottomans out in the street and just like beating them to death. <laughs> I'm from the Midwest, man. That's how it works. Every chaise lounge in the United States be a freedom chair. <laughs> Maybe a freedom seat. Then you start thinking, oh man, we import a lot of our furniture. <laughs> so you think about a little tree. It grows up somewhere, makes its way to Denmark. Someone makes it into a yeah, little, little stool. Pretend this is a stool. Made into a stool. It thinks, oh, you know, one day, one day, if I'm lucky, I'm going to go to America. And then it gets put on a shipping container, goes across the ocean. The whole time it's thinking, oh, yes, yes, I'm going to America. It gets there, can see the country. It's like, oh, man, I'm going to get off. I'm going to get off. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. Uh, hold on. Not so fast. 
First, we got a couple of questions. You. Do you solemnly swear allegiance to this country? This is like what extreme betting is, right? It works exactly this well. Stool doesn't answer because furniture can't talk. But like, you've seen how successful these interrogations have been, right? These people aren't going to believe that. So they're going to go to enhance interrogation. They're going to start tightening the screws. That's no good. Kick it around a little bit. Then they're going to go to like everyone's favorite enhanced interrogation technique. They're going to waterboard it. What happens when you waterboard a wooden stool? Water gets in every crevice, every crack. It just sits there. It stays. It rots. It corrodes. Year after year, decade after decade, the furniture weakens and weakens and weakens until one day, little kid climbs up, maybe to grab an ice cream sundae or something super American like that. Stool cracks. The kid dies. Everyone's like, oh my God, no. And then in the corner, someone's standing is like, you know, I always knew that stool was funny. That's it. Thanks, guys. Alexander Westerfield! Yay! Bringing metaphor to an audience that's like, he was talking about chairs, right? That was cool. Like, stools and stool. That stool's another name for poop, right? We understand poop jokes in this room. Yeah! You're an ex-comedian here on the happy hour. We're getting into a rock block right now, you guys are Matthews, and if you aren't excited, then you, there's something wrong with you, and you don't have a soul. Uh, we have two Matthews coming up here first. Comes all the way via the South, and he still is alive, and, uh, and a normal guy, and we like to talk to him. He's fun, man, very funny. You guys are going to enjoy him very much. Everybody, Matthew Banks. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. I like the feel of this room. I feel like I'm getting a hug right now. I don't know. I have never seen most of you. Thanks for coming. All of you comics? Every one of you? Nobody? Some of you? All right. Good. We're <laughs> I feel like this is going well already. Perfect. Yeah. So she said I'm from the South. I, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Uh, you know, I'm from the South and, uh, you know, you always like get these like stereotypes like immediately like flagged to you when you're from the South and like like ones like you're racist or like you're, I don't know, you're Christian or, or whatever. I mean, I'm kind of both. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I'm partially both. I mean, my dad was a preacher and I get pissed off about ra racist. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I got off the plane the other day, kind of going home and like... I didn't realize like how much like racism like comforts me <laughs> like I'm not f I'm not for racism I think racism is horrendous like I really do but like I got off the plane and there's this like black and white couple and they have this beautiful little baby and this white woman walks by and she's like oh look Matthew it's a half and half and I was like that is fucking horrendous I was like you fucking racist but I don't know I felt at home <laughs> I don't I don't know I like I, I, you can't help what makes you feel at home like some people are like home is where the heart is uh, not for me it's like home is where the hate is I, I don't know I mean like all I'm saying is like if Hitler were to like sing me a lullaby I would be fucking very conflicted but I would probably go to sleep I mean I, I don't know man it's weird it's weird and I and I just moved here recently from New York City and like the people here like are really really sensitive um, and it's 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 hard for me it's really hard like people don't want to hurt people's feelings and I get it it's a good quality to have people don't want to offend people but like where do you draw the line like people coming up telling me jokes this dude's like dude I got a yo mama joke for you and he's like my mom is so fat 
I said, dude, hold it right there. I was like, there are no My Mama jokes. I was like, you don't go to My Mama joke battles. I was like, get the fuck out of here. It's like, call my mother a cunt. Like, it's liberating. I don't know. Uh, it's very weird, man. And like, all oh, this whole, like, therapy vibe, like, I... Like, I don't, I don't get therapy. I went to a ton of therapy, so this is not contempt prior to, like, investigating the scene. I've been around, okay? And, uh, you know, like, this whole therapy thing of, like, figuring out, like, where your behavior came from. It's like, so basically you're just telling me I'm fucked. Like, I'm, you know, it's because you were tickled as a child or whatever. I don't know. I feel like I've been cheated all of my life. Like, I was partially molested. I mean, I never came. <laughs> it was a weird thing. I, I don't know. <laughs> I walked in with like high hopes and I left with blue balls. I don't know. That was weird. That was a little too dark. I don't know. <laughs> Went down the wrong path there. It's fine. You'll make it. We're almost done. You know? But I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to like eat right and stuff. I don't know. It's like the... I, I, like salads to me are like a hand job. It's like the healthier alternative. But uh, God, it's just not much pleasure. I, I don't know. It's like... Just shoving that shit in your mouth, all, I just, I don't get it. You got to put fucking wet shit on it to make it taste decent. I don't, I don't know. I don't like, I, I, I like thought about going to the gym last week and like I'm still sore. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, people tell me like, look, dude, like you got to like go to the gym, like start eating right and get a trainer or like you just got to accept being a fat ass the rest of your life. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, you're a genius. I'm like, like, all I got to do is accept it. Like, holy shit. That's a relief. You know? I don't know. It's kind of weird. But I, I'm kind of fascinated with serial killers. Um, moving right along. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I was, I was listening to this podcast, and they had this dude, like, the Facebook killer. This dude, like, kills his whole family and posted the pictures on Facebook. Like, creepy shit. I was like, oh, this is my dude, right? And, uh, and so they were like, the, like, the dude that was, like, hosting the podcast was like, this guy, he killed his entire family and posted it on Facebook for 150 of his friends and family to see. It's like, no wonder he killed all those people. He's a fucking loser. <laughs> like, he only had 150 friends, dude. <laughs> Surprised he didn't blow his fucking head off afterwards. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm a big fan. But uh, like I said, I felt like I just got a hug. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Hug him with your clap for Yay, clapping, laughter, hugging Matthew Banks. Yay, he's going to live another day. Yay. He's like um, he's like a large sized fairy from Peter Pan. Like, do you believe in him? Yeah, Matthew Banks. <laughs> clap, keep him alive. Clap, clap, clap. Nobody remembers Peter Pan. That's cool. Your next comedian, uh, he roller skates sometimes, which means he might be more Peter Panish than any of the rest of you. I'm actually excited. He's on the show tomorrow night, 21 plus next. He's going to try to date a soccer mom, uh, but he's going to win you guys over right now. Everybody clap wildly for Matthew Quirk. Is he not here? He's not here? Oh, I gave him such a good introduction. What a dick. All right, your next comedian. We haven't seen him in a while here, but he's here now. You guys are going to laugh at Christopher Guerrero. How you doing? Wow, love the response. Yeah, so you ever stayed at a hotel room where the coffee maker is inside the bathroom? 
<laughs> some yes, some no. Okay, fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah. I like drinking a good cup of coffee while I'm taking a dump. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think they put the coffee maker there because apparently the coffee is so powerful that it gives you the runs, and they figure they'll put the coffee maker in the bathroom instead of by the bed because they fear that they fear that. Someone might drink that coffee and they'll get the shits and they have to run to the bathroom only to leave a long trail of shit as they're running to the bathroom. And then the maid will have to come in and clean up all that shit while he's cursing the guy in Spanish. Ay, ay, ay. Pendejo cochino. Damn honky. <laughs> I can't say honky in Spanish, so pretend I said it in Spanish, so... I mean, this is a guy who got a C minus in Spanish, okay? So. <laughs> so, my girlfriend and I went to this bar a couple of weeks ago and I had to use the bathroom. So, I went inside the men's room and while I was peeing at the urinal, this guy and his girlfriend walk into the men's room and they went inside one of the toilet stalls and they started having sex. And I guess I got a little excited because I ended up getting an erection. <laughs> and I peed in my face. <laughs> so guys, guys, if you and your lady are going to have sex in the men's room, wait till I leave. Because... <laughs> Because I don't want to leave the bathroom with my face smelling like piss. <laughs> I mean, people might think how to run in with R. Kelly. Yeah, everyone loves piss jokes. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you all saw that Star Wars film, The Force Awakens. Yeah. Yeah. You know the scene where the new Death Star blows up all those planets. When I saw that scene, I was like, whoa. I hope Jar Jar Binks was on one of those planets. He's so fucking annoying. So, my girlfriend and I have been together for 25 years. 25 years, that's a long ass time. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. People would ask me, what's the secret of maintaining a strong, fruitful relationship? And I tell them the secret is to not get married. That's right. My girlfriend and I do not believe in marriage. We feel that we don't need a license to prove that we love each other. I mean, isn't it enough that we're having sex? And you hear people talk about banning gay marriage. I think we should ban marriage, period. Let's ban marriage so we can be free to sleep with whoever we want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember saying to my girlfriend, Honey, I may not give you a diamond ring, but I'll always give you a pearl necklace. <laughs> yeah, I'm a classy guy. Yeah, before I go, 
I just want to say this. This. That's it for me. My name is Chris Guerra. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Chris Guerra. Talking about giving his lady a pearl necklace. I've always wanted to be able to titty fuck a guy, but uh, my boobs are so small. It just, it's just, it's so sad. They just can't do anything, these sad, sappy triangles. Uh, so I've never gotten a pearl necklace, but let me tell you, I've had my fair uh, handshake of pearl keychains. A lot of pearl keychains there. Your next comedian, super funny guy, you guys are gonna laugh hysterically at Robbie Goodwin! Hi folks, how we doing? Uh, good, good. Uh, pretty awkward guy, if you can't tell, I'm pretty awkward, but I'm not awkward in the way like Zoe Deschanel or like Michael Sarah are awkward, you know what I mean? Like I'm not hot person awkward, you know? Like I always hear these hot people be like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm so awkward. <laughs> I like wanted to text a guy and didn't know what to text him. <laughs> awkward. <laughs> awkward. It's like, yo, hot people, stop gentrifying the term awkward. Do you know what I mean? Like, I need a harsher term for what I am now, you know? I need to move into a new neighborhood. I think I'm going to have to coin the phrase, uh, social cripple. I'm going to coin that, I think. Oh, my God, I'm so awkward. Really? Have you ever been the least likable person at Little Caesars? Because I have. <laughs> it's good to be back in San Francisco. Um, I was just in Portland recently. Uh, Portland... You know, I, I used to live in San Francisco, and San Francisco is very liberal, but Portland's even more more liberal somehow. You know, it's crazy because I go up there and I think I'm because the best part I'm a liberal, and the best part of being liberal is feeling better than people. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the best part. <laughs> and in Portland, they all out liberaled me. I was like, I didn't know what to do. You know, like I was like, yeah, I voted for Obama twice, voted for Hillary, voted for Bernie, and they were like, oh really? We voted for a quinoa salad. You know what I mean? Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was at a comedy show, and I've never heard the term um, non-binary used more times during the comedy show. <laughs> You're, uh, like, the host was like, your next comedian also has blue hair. Uh, she's your fourth intersectional feminist of the night, non-trans exclusionary, of course. Uh, you can read her blog published exclusively in a birdhouse. Uh, everyone, please give it up for wind chime, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Wind chime killed. I, I couldn't follow it. That chiming thing was amazing. It's good to be here. Uh, I, I just today, this is new. Um, I, I started uh, listening to this podcast called Finding Richard Simmons. Does anyone listen to this? It's Okay, so apparently Richard Simmons disappeared three years ago, and no one's heard from him. And this is a podcast with over a thousand reviews on iTunes, and it's just like, this guy's like, where'd he fucking go? <laughs> like, that's the whole... <laughs> It's like the whole, I didn't know Richard Simmons owed me until I listened to this. I was like, I didn't think about him. I didn't care. But now it's like, where did he go? And I'm like, yeah, we got to fucking find this guy. Oh, Richard Simmons. Think you could just leave me? <laughs> and the funniest part is like, yeah, he could have retired. But what if his housekeeper is keeping him hostage? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that sounds more right than retiring. <laughs> That sounds more plausible. I'm serious. I was, I'm listening. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this house kid, we got to do something about this. So then today there's a headline. It was like, LAPD confirms Richard Simmons not being held hostage by his housekeeper. 
It's like, what? Uh, that's the headline to beat for 2017, I think, by far. <laughs> uh, Trump, man, uh, he makes headlines. I hate that he's the first president to fulfill his promises. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that sucks. <laughs> he has the worst promises. <laughs> There's one promise that I hope he keeps, and that's when he said he'd reveal who really did 9-11. He really said that. You can look it up. It's on Gawker. Uh, he really said that on the campaign trail. I feel like he's not far away from just going on the news tomorrow and being like, it was me. It was the best attack. It was really tremendous, let me tell you. <laughs> Two luxurious buildings went down. All right. Um, cool. Thanks, guys. Robbie Goodwin, everyone. What a treat. Motherfucking Robbie Goodwin. That was rad. Yeah, I also, I loved Richard Simmons as a child. I used to watch him uh, in the early 80s when I was sick at home from school. Made me want to wear spandex. Good man, curly hair. Got a perm for him. Your next comedian. I wonder if she ever got a perm as a kid. Uh, she has a lovely locks and she's going to make you guys laugh right now. Everybody, it's a Nick Adele. Yay. Do we know what happened to uh, April the giraffe yet? Do you know Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, it's this video on Facebook where you can follow a giraffe giving birth and it's, it's up on my feet in the first place and every time I go out on Facebook I see this fucking giraffe who still hasn't got the baby. <laughs> it's fucking, okay. You don't have that, that's, uh, okay. I, m I must have clicked too many uh, giraffe videos. Um, I went to the uh, hair salon today, and since I'm gay, <laughs> I always say, please don't make my haircut too gay, and, and then he makes it gay as fuck. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I don't mind being gay, it's okay. I just wish I had a say in this, you know? Like, I wish God would have had a fucking conversation with me or something, you know? Like, do you want to be gay? Because I would have said, yes, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> The only thing I don't like is I'm kind of like, I have the same problem as a man, you know, like dating, you have to make the pass, right? Somebody has to make the pass. But I'm a girl who goes, no, I'm being kissed. I'm not, I'm not getting kissed, I'm being kissed. <laughs> but if you have two women, that fucking doesn't work. So um, somebody has to man it up. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm still not kissing. <laughs> But I'm on, the, I'm on the phone a lot, so maybe that helps. Uh, I uh, recently went skiing, and um, I wanted to take, yeah, no, no, whatever. Uh, <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, and I wanted to take a video. I, you know, I arrive at the, the mountain, my battery is dead, and I'm like, shit, can't take a video. But I do have a 1.5 hour video of my pink jacket. <laughs> almost the same. Uh, I'm from Germany originally, uh, which a lot of times people go, you want to be a comedian? You're sure? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Uh, we're funny. We're, we can be funny. Okay? We're not, but... Um, and then a lot of people tell me, like, okay, so what's different? You know, what's different in the U.S. and in here? And I'm, uh, you know... I think that the most prominent thing for me is that... Um, I came to this country going on the into, into the bathrooms and there's this little handle which is weird to me because the handles in Europe are much more higher, up higher. 
And then for the first year, the entire year, I would push the handle with my fucking hand. Only to discover that when I went in there with another lady, she just goes with her fucking shoe. And everybody does that. So for a year, I've been doing this to dog poo, (laughs) really. So uh, you live and learn. Uh, I... uh, I want to have kids eventually. Uh, that, that's a good response. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to have kids. I want to have kids <laughs> somewhere over there. Um, I'm just afraid of the pain that comes with birth. You know, and then a lot of women go, oh, once the baby's on your belly, you'll forget about all the pain. I'm like, mm-mm, I won't. <laughs> I'll give this fucker the worst name because he just caused the most excruciating fucking pain to me. Uh, I'm going to give him a name that every time somebody asks him for his name, he's going to have to spell it (laughs) for the rest of his life. All right, these are new jokes, so thanks for sticking with me. Um, A lot of people tell me, Anik, your comedy, you're not ranting enough. Uh, And I feel like I'm not a ranting person, but you know, you have to rant if you do comedy. So uh, I'm going to rant to that. Uh, all right, there you go. Thanks. Anika Dell, everyone. Yes. Your next, your next comedian. He runs a show here on Mutiny Radio on Wednesday nights from 10 to midnight. It's called The Night Space, uh, where he, they, he writes things when he's high and people act him out. You guys are going to love it. You're going to love him right now. Clap those meat paws together for Arden Marchetta! Thank you, thank you, Mutiny. It's good to be back. Oh, it feels like I was just here Wednesday night. Uh, which I was. Uh, that's how high I am. I, the, the bit Pam's talking about is actually called High Time Story Time. So uh, what I do is on Wednesday, I go to Presida Park, I smoke a bowl, and then I spend an hour writing whatever pops into my head, and then we act it out. And Wednesdays was hilarious to me and the audience uh, because it made Dan very, very upset. Um, it, was, it was one big setup for a terrible punchline, and when he realized what had just happened, he said, fuck you for making me read that. I hate you, you son of a bitch. And he, Matt, you were there. But you're right there, man. Uh, and you're going to win the speed dating thing because no one can resist that ginger charm, man. Uh, we'll see. Speaking of dating, so this is one terrible segue into just my, my shtick. Uh, speaking of dating, uh, I'm painfully single, uh, so that's a thing. Uh, but no, I'm really bad at dating because I, for some odd reason, I just can't convert. All right, let me explain. Uh, so I'll go out on a date. Things will get hot and heavy. I'll say, you know, this was great. Can I contact you tomorrow? She'll say, sure. I send her a message the next day. She sends me a response saying, hey, you're a really nice guy, uh, but I decided to get back with my ex. And I'm like, what part of last night made you say, ah, oh, shit, I forgot about Steve. <laughs> Like, were, you, were we making out and you were saying, oh my God, this is hot. I haven't made out with anyone since, like this since I made out with Steve. <laughs> and I haven't had to pay for a broke-ass barista on a date since I went out with Steve. 
I got to find out what the fuck's going on with Steve. And ladies, I'm confused because had you lose a penis, like I know where every potential sexual partner I have in San Francisco is at all times via GPS on my cell phone, okay? So how do you not only lose the penis, but the entire Steve attached to said penis? What I'm asking is, what did ever Steve ever do to deserve this? Because, I mean, Steve and I are so alike, you know, was his comedy just not funny? Eh? The real question I'm asking is, if we spend enough time together, are you going to finally remember where the fuck you put your keys? Ah. But I digress. You know, the problem with dating is I have a hard enough time right out of the gate. Matt knows what I'm talking about. It's because <laughs> we're short guys. All right, I'm 5'8 on a good day. All right. Uh, so the number one piece of dating advice out there uh, for your online dating profile, uh, can you guess what it is? You don't have to, I'm gonna tell you. It's uh, list your height, no one wants to date a short guy. So what you're telling me is the number one piece of advice you have for me is to grow. The one thing I can't do physically, emotionally, or as a person in general. Fuck you, internet. Anyway, that's been my time. My name's Art. You've been a wonderful audience. Give yourselves a round of applause and give it up for your host, Pat Benjamin. Arden! Yay! Listen to him every Wednesday from 10 to midnight on the night space. Uh, and somebody find him a date. He's a lovely human being. Uh, your next comedian, I'm going to try not to butcher his name. And he's like, I know who I am because that's what everybody says to you, I'm sure. Hey, everybody. Clap your hands in a slappy-like motion for Swalba Kikani. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we're good. Okay, yeah, thank you. That was it. Was close. That was close. It's um, it's Rob Kikani. It's an Indian name. Uh, my my parents are from India, but in Trump's America, you can just pronounce it. You terrorist son of a bitch. That's that's uh, that's what we're gonna what we're gonna go with. Um. It's tricky for me to make that joke sometimes because I realize that I do not look stereotypically Indian. Uh, so I try to take advantage of my fake white privilege as much as possible. Um, like when all these guys get sent off to Guantanamo, I'm gonna be like, I'm Steve, all right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's my name. <laughs> uh, I, uh, there's, there's advantages uh, to, to being Indian, though, in the Trump era, especially these days. Uh, being a comedian, I tend to make a lot of white hipster friends. Uh, and I've started to realize like more and more of them want to hang out with me. Even those I can tell don't like me very much. And I think the reason why is that to them, I'm like rare vinyl, you know? That's accessible. You know, like, like I'm Indian, but I look kind of white, you know? So like, I'm, I'm exotic, and then they find out that I'm not like, like a young like comedian, you know? I, I was born in 1979, so they're like, oh, that's that rare shit. And, and you might be shipped out this year too. Like, we are going to collect and play you as much as we can. Um... I want, I want to I want to address the heckle but I, I but I know you. So so it just it's 
It won't count. <laughs> so I'm just going to ignore it. Uh, no, too too easy to go in the Trump uh, and race stuff. Oh, okay. I was just talking about I was just talking about age. Uh, so uh, I was born in 1979. Uh, so I'm I'm 37 um, now, uh, which is not old. Like 37 is not old, uh, but it's not young anymore either. And so I like to make myself feel better by saying that yes, I am 37, but I look heroin 30. All right. <laughs> I feel methamphetamine 25 in my heart. Uh, I like noticing the weird things that change as I get older, you know, like, uh, like my taste buds. Uh, like, like stuff that I love now I would have hated as a kid and stuff that I would have loved as a kid I hate now. And I think the reason why is the things that we consume, we want it to kind of feel like our life. So for example, when I was a kid, my favorite food was candy, right? You would ask me, Sarah, what's your favorite food? Candy, all day. Because my life back then was sweet and colorful uh, and, and varied, uh, and now my favorite food is scotch. Um, it's real dark and uh, <laughs> complex and tastes like a lack of job security. It's, uh, it's good. Uh, uh, other things happen to you uh, as you get older. I, I wasn't even gonna do this like next bit because it's not really even totally ready. It's kind of personal, but but you know I'm feeling like like this is a warm room. We're just gonna try this out. Uh, so okay, yeah, like you you'll do other things as you get older, like like get married. I'm I'm married now, and uh, uh, and uh, it's uh, it's it's great. Um, but. <laughs> but I got married like like later, right? Like I, I'm I'm still kind of a newlywed, right? I'm in my I'm, I'm in my late 30s. My wife also in her late 30s. Uh, and you know we decided that we were going to have kids, right? And tried a couple times and it didn't didn't totally work out. So we're like, but you know what? Let's let's not risk it, you know, one more time. Let's kind of do the scientific thing, right? Let's let's try uh, in vitro fertilization. Let's try let's try IVF. Uh, and and. And you, you, uh, I know this is awkward. If it's awkward for you, it really, it's really awkward for me, guys. I promise you. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, you imagine, you imagine that if you're going to have a kid, that it's going to come from like this moment of like physical, spiritual, emotional, just like nexus, you know, connection, right? Uh, and, and, and this process is very cold and very clinical. So my wife and I decided that to bring a different perspective to it, we're just going to pretend we are the kinkiest couple of all time. Like, like we talked to some couples like, oh, shit, you, you into bondage? Man, we, we do shots in the stomach for a week. <laughs> we have doctors. We have nurses. We have operating tables. All right? When it was my turn to, like, deposit sperm, I showed up, and the nurse was like, all right, are you all set? Do you need anything? I was like, an R. Kelly mask and a cape. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's get fucking freaky with this shit. Uh... Uh, as it was, as it was, as it was happening, uh, I will, I will end with this. Uh, as it was, as uh, I was getting ready to do it, I got real nostalgic because I was like, man, I'm like deciding as I'm jerking off. I'm like deciding, like I am going to have a kid. Like this is a, I'm saying goodbye to my childhood. So I started playing '90s porn on my phone to say like, goodbye to it. You know, eventually just Nirvana's unplugged. Like that's all I was doing, jerking off to that. During Come As You Are, I did. Uh, that's it. All right, thank you. <laughs> Sorba Kikani, everyone, yes, yeah. Hopefully you'll come back again and again to Muni Radio, awesome stuff. Uh, did Jeff Dean make it in the house in the hizzy? Is he here yet? 
Didn't think he was. Your next comedian usually rolls around on skates. No, like, not like skateboard, like roller skates. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being a part of the Church of Eight Wheels. You guys are going to love him. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Matthew Quirk. Yeah, I'm not no heathen skateboarder. I roller skate like a man. So, hey, man, I think that bit's ready in case you wanted feedback. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. So, Arden, dating's tough. I think Arden wants to date me, though. What's up? This is like the sixth time you brought me up into your bit for... <sighs> yeah, so, yeah, dating is tough. I mean, uh, you know, I experienced a lot of rejection in my day growing up. I'm not no mere 36. I'm 49. I used to have to talk to people in bars. That was how it was. And even though, like, you could spend all night striking out, and there's only so much rejection you could really fit into one night. And at a certain point, even the bartender would be like, hey, buddy, why don't you, like, take it home, you know? <laughs> Go get a good night's sleep, start over tomorrow, you know? But now with, like, Tinder and OkCupid, you could just fucking fill the nanoseconds with rejection in this, like, exponential growth rate that is just was unachievable in my day. And it's, it's so horrible that someone thankfully built into the app like, it will be like, hey, buddy, you've had enough for one night. Why don't you give it a break for eight hours and start fresh later? Yeah, fucking Tinder. So depressing. So let me tell you about my last Tinder date. I remember it well. It was SantaCon. Yeah, which shows you how long I've been fucking wasting my soul on that date for one, you know, my app for one more date. Uh... So yeah, SantaCon, I, uh, the woman contacted me and was like, hey, take me to your you know, holiday Christmas party. But I work in construction. We don't have holiday Christmas parties. Let's do SantaCon. She's like, oh, that's on my bucket list. I'm like, all right, bucket list. This is a good, good start. So she, <laughs> right, start crossing shit off, baby. Uh, and so... I prefer to dress up a bit because I work in construction. So I got out my green felt hat, a nice green tie, a drooping microphone. I'll just leave it there. Uh, uh, I had on a checkered shirt and I got like st uh, the stockings from Target and slipped them over my pants, you know. Uh, I had a green felt jacket. That was a woman's jacket because I don't mind mixing a little androgyny into my fashion. And, uh, you know, I was looking pretty fresh. She worked for Uber and picks me up in an Uber. And I'm like, all right, sugar mama. This is jingle all the way, all right? Let's do this. And, you know, she gets out to the car. She's wearing this, like, sexy elf costume. And she looked great. I mean, she had some work done. You could tell. And she was just looking sexy in that elf costume. So we get to SantaCon. Someone shows up with mistletoe as, you know, theme of the day. And, like, sticks it over us like, oh, you two have to kiss. And I'm like, all right. You know, I give her, you know, I peck. But she gives me open mouth kiss. I'm like, yeah. yeah sugar plum fairies. Let's do this. 
Yeah. So as it as the date goes on and we're grinding on dance floors and making out on dance floors, I'm like, this is going to be the best Hanukkah ever, right? This is going to be eight crazy nights out of this. And uh, but no, she said calls an Uber, sends me home alone, and and goes to hook up with this bartender she had been texting. All yeah, I'm the opening act. What bullshit, you know? But that's not it, you know. With all the, with all the, we've all been ejected and rejected. But you know, we usually with the five nine on on the on the app, they like must be five nine. You get prejected. But with this date, I found a new way to get crushed. Right? About three days after the date, I get a thing from Venmo. She sent me the sixty dollars back that I had spent on drinks. The date was annulled. No paper trail. I think it took three days because she tried to do it with Bitcoin and erase all human trace of the existence. So anyway. So yeah, hey guys, have a great weekend. Matthew Quirk. That was a great set. It's a great story. I'm sorry. I hope you do better tomorrow at the 21 plus next uh, show. He's I people seem to think there's I mean, I'm going to put actually tomorrow we're going to be betting. I'm going to have a pool in the back. We're going to actually be betting money on people. I think there's good money on Roman Leo and you. Also, people seem to think that Ian Levy's got a shot, which I think is weird. But I say Zane Barrett. I say Zane Barrett is the youngest underdog to ever come out and try to tackle that 43-year-old soccer mom. It's going to be a good time. I, Dark Horse Arden Marchetta just threw his hat in the ring today. So we're going to see what happens. I know. Who's going to date the soccer mom? It's going to be very exciting tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. I'm just excited to see what happens. I have no idea. Jeff Dean threw out of that race, and he's still not here for this set, is he? Damn it. Uh, but someone else is. Uh, another, I'm sorry, guys, we have weird names tonight, and I'm going to try not to be a dick and like be all totally like inclusive of your strange names. Everybody, it's Nima Malecki. <laughs> All right, sweet. So this is my first time ever doing stand-up, right? No, 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 no. Let's not go there because I'm going to start getting nervous. And to be honest with you, I told myself I wasn't going to get nervous today. Um, Actually, I told myself that I was going to treat it like I did class, which I just didn't give a fuck about. So it was real easy. You know, you don't care. You get up there, you speak, you look at people, make eye contact. It's what they teach you. I listened. And... um, Anyways, so uh, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't give a fuck in school, right? Like, I just didn't. My friend would come to me and be like, you want to copy my homework? I'm like, no. But we only have 10 minutes for class. No. Okay, you know, like, that's cool. And I would literally calculate how many assignments I can miss before I started failing that class. Have you guys ever been so fucking lazy that you did more work just so you didn't have to do what you were supposed to do, right? Because that, you know, I did that. And, you know, here I am, right? This is my job. This is my first time. Woo! 
to myself on. Anyways, no, seriously though, I appreciate all the support. Um, it's it's kind of crazy. My nerves are, are kind of out there right now. I like to do some crazy shit sometimes, right? This may not be crazy for you comedians here. It's a lot of funny people and all, but for me it is. So fuck you guys. And um, anyways, uh, I don't know, man. Like. I, a couple years ago, I decided I was gonna start fighting, right? Not professionally, obviously, because I'm not that good, but you know, I'm gonna be a fighter. I'm gonna take up MMA, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. And, um, and so I get a fight, right? I haven't started training yet, but I got a fight, right? So I got a month to train. I shit you not, I'm not making any of this up. This is, I'm dead fucking serious, right? And, um, and I train, right? And I'm thinking like, cool, like I'm ready. Mentally, I'm prepared. I'm not fucking nervous, like this is it. Like I'm gonna walk into that cage. I'm gonna fight this man. Dude is bigger than me too. It's cool, right? I'm fucking ready, okay? So I get up there and I get kneed in the face and then I get choked the fuck out, right? Like what do you think was gonna happen? You're not gonna train a fucking month, go fight someone and then do good. So, so I end up getting choked out, it's cool, right? My spirit's not crushed yet. I wait a year, okay, get another fight. I train for another month, okay? Better off this time. No flight or fight response, like, let's do this, okay? I get choked out in the exact same fashion. I don't know if you guys know about fighting, but literally rear naked choke, this guy just gets it in, pass out, right? Sad thing is the first fight, I actually wasn't really getting choked, I just kind of freaked the fuck out and, and, and tapped, so. So anyways, I like to do crazy shit. Uh, it's cool, it's, it is what it is, but uh, the craziest shit that I do Craziest, above all else, is lying. Is lying, I'm telling you. And I don't mean the act of lying is crazy, right? Because people lie, it's fairly normal, it happens. Most people keep it within some kind of boundary or any, something like that, right? But for me, I only really lie when two things happen. I don't know who the fuck you are and I don't give a shit about you, right? Like, you're nothing to me, right? So, whatever. I, I'm not gonna see you tomorrow, I'll lie the fuck to you, I gotta fuck you. And, um, and, uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of people like that, by the way. But, um, it's that and then also when I'm really, really in some deep shit. So it's like the worst time to lie. I'm gonna fucking lie, cause fuck you and all this. Now like for example, for example one time I come across this accident. I'd, I'd been drinking a lot. I was, this is a long time ago. I was very drunk, I was driving, I was very irresponsible. Just leave me the fuck alone. And, um, and so I end up coming across this accident. There's a bunch of cops there. Cop runs out, hey, get the fuck, stop. Stop, this young dude, there's a bunch of old cops around and shit. Old cop walks up to all my buddies in the car. We're all fucking wasted. He starts talking to them very calm. This dude gets me out of the car, puts me through a field sobriety test. Like, all right, cool, like I got this, no problem. I have a trick, never look at the pen. Just kind of look around here. They'll get mad at you, but what are they gonna do? And so, so I passed this field sobriety test. I'm not shitting you whenever I say I was fucking inebriated. And this officer looks at me and he's like, how many drinks have you had tonight? And I'm sitting there, what would a normal person say that's driving? Two drinks, three drinks, fuck that guy. I'm gonna go with eight. I've had eight fucking drinks. Immediately, I look over and all my buddies are out of the car and like, did this motherfucker just say eight fucking drinks? You goddamn fucking right I said eight fucking drinks. Here's where it gets good. So, so I say eight fucking drinks and immediately I'm thinking like, I just fucked up, I'm going to jail. I'm like, this is over. My life, that's it, done. Not the first time I've been, but let's just say it was over. Anyways, so um, 
I follow up, start getting really pissed off at my friends. Like, fuck these guys. These fuckers. I was, it was noon. I started drinking. Mind you, it's like midnight now. So it's been 12 hours. I started drinking. I start backtracking like a motherfucker, but skillfully. And so it was noon. I was drinking. These motherfuckers started getting drunk. That guy right there was supposed to be the DD. All this kind of shit. I start making shit up. And I'm like, holy shit, this guy's going to call my bluff. He goes to talk to my buddy. Shit you not, my buddy goes, yeah, I was supposed to be the DD. And I started getting really, really fucking wasted. And I was like, fuck yeah, thank you. Now, if my friend wasn't smart enough to know that I'm fucking insane when I lie, telling you I would have gone to fucking jail that night. <laughs> but I didn't. And it paid off. And that's my story. Yeah. Nima Maliki! His first time. I'm so glad it was recorded. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, fuck your girlfriend. You did a great job. You just, it, you know what would have been better if you would have shown everybody your tits? Because no one believes that you're a UFC oh, fighter until you show them your tits. No, he's not going to show the tits on the radio. It would never happen. Hey, we're having a good time here on the happy hour here at Mutiny. All kinds of people in the house in the hizzy. Your next comedian, another funny guy. Clap your hands wildly for Mark Dittmer. All right, put the phone down here. Not that, not that, all right. You're on stage, talk to the people, talk. Not to your, not, don't talk to yourself, talk to the people. Hey, hey everybody. Um, great show tonight, Pam, good to, uh, good to be here, thank you. Um, yeah, my name is Mark Dittmer, and that's all I remember about myself all of a sudden. Um, oh, uh, I'm 39 years old, I'm turning 40, so, um, that means, I mean, somebody pointed out this is a very liberal city, and I'm getting, you know, I'm starting to get conservative. I think the, you know, you go, you arc through your life, you know, you get go toward the center. I'm just on target to get toward, I right, get 70 and totally racist and uh, hate everybody and, you know, vote Republican. But for right now, um, my, my, the beginnings of my, that journey is like I'm a little bit homophobic. And uh, I'll tell you the kind of homophobic I am. I'm just homophobic enough not to suck a dick or take or fuck a guy, um, and and I and I that's that's homophobic because I probably am gay. Like I just have to like, I'm not. I mean, it's it's not, you know, and it's not like I'm sitting there fantasizing about guys. I don't I don't uh, I don't think about guys, and I know that I'm not. I don't think about guys because when I go through this in my head, like starting to tell people about. Uh, you know how I might be gay. I'm like thinking like maybe this will be funny to the girls. Like maybe they'll think like, oh hey, you know. So it's not like totally obvious to me that I'm gay. It's just it's just a you know strong possibility. Um, just there's little little things that you know. That, I mean there's the the hair and there's just sort of a. I'm trying to think of other evidence that I'm, I was gay, but some of it I think is just lack of dating success, which I've heard a little bit about tonight. So like after I have like another bad date or another, you know, or uh, the occasional bad sex, uh, bad sex is, bad sex is not that bad actually, right? I mean, you know how they say like something's better than sex? And it's like, most things aren't better than good sex, but there's, you know, anyway, it's like good sex, then a lot of other fun things, then bad sex, and then things that really suck. Anyway, um, but after that I might start to think, well, you know, maybe, Maybe I'm gay, and it's actually got to the point where uh, I thought about it enough that at one point on OkCupid I tried that thing where you say like, oh, you know, look bisexual or whatever, and it was amazing because the number of 
you know, my average of eight visitors per week went, all of a sudden I had like 50. Like the, the demand, like if, if I'm going to choose what, you know, who to fuck based on what the demand out there is, I should be, I should definitely be gay based on that. Because if I make the switch, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be a, a definite improvement to society at large, I think, the pleasure that could go out there. Um, <laughs> but the trouble is, like, I can't get over the idea of actually, like, I, I actually do think it would be cool, like, to, if I could go home tonight and tomorrow morning wake up and say, like, I fucked a guy last night, that would be so really cool to be able to say, like, yeah, I tried that, that's done, but, but um, oh, thank God, um, but, um, <laughs> But I, but at the same time, I can't like get through the idea. Like I, I, I think I need a really hot tranny to show up and then, and like have her take me home. That would be probably the, be the best way through this. Um, speaking of OK Cupid, I did try uh, Tinder one time, and um, and I tried Tinder at the same time as I tried another app that has like the little radar with you in the middle, you know, and like going out into the like geolocations and the uh, that's po the Pokemon app. So I have the Tinder app and the Pokemon app, and that gave me the idea, like, that would be a really cool date to go around with, like, po you know, with our Pokemons and, like, find Pokemons. And then th that just made me think just now, like, I wonder what, what that says about your sexuality, like, which Pokemon would you fuck if you were going to fuck a Pokemon? Um, and I don't remember, I, I need to go and research this, because it's been a while since I had the app, I deleted it, but uh, I think there was one, there was, there was one called Squirtle, wasn't there? Yeah. I, I don't know. All right. Well, um, that's, I think that's my time. My name's Mark Dittmer. You guys have been great. Thanks. Mark Dittmer, everyone. We're going to start calling him Squirtle. That's great. Yeah. Pokemon. Bringing it back. People died for that app. Such a beautiful world we live in. Your next comedian, I thought it was Victor Pacheco, but nay. It's just Victor P. Yay! Good evening, everybody. So, you know, I'm going to get right into it. So, you know, one of the things that I heard about in one of the earlier sets was something about Cesar Chavez and Columbus in the same little bit. And the, the funny thing about that is that, you know, I think both are seen very differently. And yet you could you could put them in the same category because, you know, the record shows that Chavez was anti-immigrant. He even used the word wetback to describe immigrants. So he's on par with Donald Trump, which, you know, naturally people for, for Chavez say, you can't judge him by our standards of today. But that's exactly what people do with Columbus. So which one is it? You have to make a choice. Now, that gets me to the topic of, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a teacher, but... I, I'm a teacher coach, which, you know, really the big uh, topic that has to be disrupted is the equity issues that are going on. And basically what that means is I have to have difficult conversations with wannabe Hillary Swank about how you don't lower expectations for students of color. Especially especially when it comes to behavior. Now, let me give you an example. I'm having a conversation with a teacher. I'm telling her, well, you know, what, what was going on here in this class when, you know, you're given an example of the prescription in a movie and this student's reacting. I'm not really sure what, what you're talking about, she tells me. I'm like, 
All right, well, you gave the example. The matrix is your example of prescription. And this kid said, fuck the matrix to your face. Now, the, teacher, the teacher's like, well, I just don't really know what to do for that. It's like, unfortunately, you have to put kids in their place. Now, for me, if someone did that to me, you know, you have to start off in language they understand. Bruh. Now, normally, that, that's it. All you have to do is, bruh. Well, like, what are you doing? If they say, what? Then they're asking for, for you to explain. So you say, well, did I ask you what the fuck you thought about the matrix? No, that's my example. So, you know, ultimately it's like, you have to reestablish how we share in class. Now, that's part of, you know, disrupting the inequity. So now, you know, I'm going, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to disrupt everything, you know? I'm going to call it what it is and disrupt it. So now I'm going to go near and dear to what many of you probably hold in your hearts, burritos. Burritos suck. And I, I'm going to start from the outside in. You don't wrap burritos in aluminum. Why? Because the tortilla gets soggy and sweaty. Second, they don't, they don't heat up the tortillas here like they should. They're, they're like tepid. Third, the way you roll a burrito. If you look at the way that they roll a burrito, if they roll it from the sides and then over, that's wrong. Because it becomes a square and it does not have integrity. Now, why don't burritos have integrity? You can't blame people who don't know. That's why I'm here to tell you. You know, that's because you, know, you either have you know, a lollipop guild, Yucatec and munchkins running around, or you have like that guy who got a C minus in Spanish. Now, integrity means you care about it. So, you know, people don't know here. They don't know, but you know, so I'm here to tell you. You know, aside from rolling, you know, when it's rolled all square-like, that's like, you ever smoked a poorly rolled blunt? Yes. Like the inside could be delicious, but if the person doesn't know how to roll it, it just fucks it all up. Integrity. In your blunt rolling, burrito rolling, it just changes the experience. Now, like we, we didn't even get to the filling. My time's up and I'll be back to explain what's wrong with the filling. Victor P is gonna come back. You'll see he's gonna talk about the filling. Yeah! I love it. Hey, it's about using the biggest tortilla you can. That's how you keep an integrity in your burrito. Bigger bigger tortillas. Don't skimp on the tortilla. And then if you're really cool, deep fry it like a chimichanga. Don't be don't be fucking stingy with the oil, motherfuckers. You better put some sour cream and some guacamole on top of it i like all of it your next comedian he is not mexican uh but he loves a burrito uh he was just saying that everybody hates black people Uh, this is the worst (laughs) bringing you up ever i learned after this recent election that only some people hate black people but everybody hates women put your hands together for george davis oh please take them off take off your pants Take off your titties. It's so weird. Thanks for that lovely introduction, by the way. 
He couldn't fucking go on. Hey, what? Hey, it's a room full of white people. Hey, what, this guy, <laughs> he hates white people and Jesus Christ. No, my mother hates white people. I just know white people. I grew up with them. They're, white people are fine. They're the same as every person. There's a bunch of good people and there's a bunch of shitheads and there's a whole shit ton of people riding in the middle of that motherfucker. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's why most people stink. Because <laughs> the middle's kind of low. <laughs> At least in this country, right? You know, like where our middle should be. Like, I would be cool if we had like a Swedish middle. But we got that in American middle. And our American middle is somewhere around here. And it fucking sucks. So, anyway. Boot doo But no, but no. I think that's where that joke went. Anyway. Doop doo doo. I mean, how you guys doing tonight? You guys look cool. I like this dude. That's what I'm talking about. I don't mean like I like that dude, like I like that dude. I just like that dude. All right, I'm gonna, I gotta work on jokes and shit actually. I'm trying to actually like do bits and shit, you know, so here's one. They say you can't run a bullet. You can't outrun a bullet. You can't outrun a bullet. You know, death follows, you know, there's shit you just, it's like taxes, right? Death and taxes, right? That's a thing, right? You know, and then like earlier in this year, Carrie Fisher died. And that's sad, right? Because like, that's Princess Leia. And I like, I cried a little bit because I like Princess Leia. I think that's like a cool, her hair was fresh. Her gun was fresh. Her skirt was white and fresh. She looked dope, all right? I like Princess Leia. That's all I got to say about that. That's an icon. Hey, kids. Icon. That's iconoclastic shit. Mm. So she dies, and the day after she dies, her mom dies, Debbie Reynolds. And that's funny. funny because if you ever read her daughter's book who's her daughter again oh yeah carrie fisher carrie fisher fucking wrote on in postcards from the edge hey man you know what i don't like the fact that like my mom keeps following me and won't let me out of my own i can't have my own fucking spotlight and the day after Princess Leia dies, who dies but the woman from fucking singing in the rain, man? Fucking boom! <clears throat> so if nothing fucking follows you, jealousy, I guess, is like a bullet. It's like death. <laughs> it's like decomposure. And I guess fucking jealousy is coming after your ass, so... Anyway, I didn't know that thing was a thing. That's my new thing lately, by the way, is things that are not things, right? Like the two-time international WWF champion. That's not a thing, right? You can call it a thing. It used to be a thing, but that's not a thing. Anyway. Oh, all right. Let's leave on this one. Everybody likes What can lifesavers do that guys can't, Pam? Come in. Come in five different flavors. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Cut it off.
George Davis, everyone, telling you what happens with every, that. It's a, the great, the Carrie Fisher thing is mind blowing. Your next comedian, uh, he's a very funny man. You guys are going to enjoy him very much. Clap your hands wildly for Casey Fields. Hi. I love that Carrie Fisher bit, man. That premise is awesome. I love that. That was brilliant. Um, yeah, it's Friday, it's interesting. I'm gonna do all new material, I think, today. So this will be fun for me. You know, my friends always invite me to go to bars to try to pick up girls, but I prefer to go to Taco Bell. Cause tacos don't have boyfriends and Baja Blast is always down to come back to my place. <laughs> Uh, I want to be an organ donor. Sign up to do that. Is anybody here an organ donor? No? You are? That's good. That's a nice thing. But when you sign up to be an organ donor, you don't know exactly how they're going to use your body in the future. So in theory, yeah, your eyes could be used to give a blind kid the ability to see. Or you could end up being Charles Manson's new pancreas. So, I don't know. I'm thinking about it, but I don't know if that's what I want to contribute to society. Uh, A lot of my friends make fun of each other for having weird laughs, and I think that's about the meanest thing you can say to somebody. You know? It's like, hey, you know that sound that you make when you're experiencing euphoric joy and happiness? Yeah, I hate that. Uh. This next bit's called student debt. So, (laughs) I read an article, this is true. I did read an article that said that the government will forgive your student loans if you have a medical disability. And for a second, I considered taking a gun and shooting off one of my feet. Next day, I'd go to campus with a big smile on my face, just say, yeah, I'm crippled, but I'm not in crippling debt. I saw a guy in a Titleist hat earlier in here today. I think he's the guy from the South, which doesn't really make sense. Um, But... (laughs) Uh, I don't trust rich and successful people that play golf. Because golf is the only sport where the player gets to keep their own score and the pencil comes with an eraser. Just something that happens when you play golf. But maybe... Uh, This is my last one and then I'm going to get out of here. I was driving down a neighborhood and I saw a sign that said... Drive like you and your kids live here. So I turned to my back seat and said, will you shut the fuck up? No more video games. I'm sick of this. I will turn around. Thank you. Casey Fields, everyone. He will turn around and slap you in the ass. Oh, yay. All right, we're down to our last comedian here on the happy hour before we... Get ready for the Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse here at 8 o'clock. 
with amazing comedians. It's the fishing for comedy show with all Pisces. But unfortunately, there weren't enough Pisces to be on the show because they're all meek weirdos. And they're like all silent. live in caves under the water like fish. So we've got some other comedians that are going to fill in. But it's only because they just... Anyway, your last comedian of the evening. He is... He's a world traveler. I think that he's recently just coming from Seattle, but you never know where he's been or where he's going next. You should also get yourself tested. <laughs> hey, clap your hands wildly for Mauricio. See you in yes. All right, well, one thing I'm finally dealing with, like in my travels, man, is that I can't stop being a conspiracy theorist now, right? And like the one thing is, is I finally figured out the whole Trump election. I realized this, guys. He's a clown. He's a goddamn clown, right? It's like, that's the whole thing. It's like, look beyond the flesh makeup. Underneath that flesh makeup, clown makeup. I swear to fucking God. Remember those clowns were like in the woods trying to lure kids in? The minute he wins, they're gone. Have you noticed that? No more clowns, right? And I'm like, that's going to be so fucking insane, right? If like he gets his way and he just wants revenge for how bad we've been treating clowns this whole time, right? (laughs) And like he just captures everyone that he hates, you know, like... In one like circus tent, you get like Mexicans just being like throwing pies at their face nonstop till they die, right? Like, and that kind of suck, you know? They get the buzzer on Arabs, you know, and like just stop, Trump, right? You know? And I was thinking like I'm Mexican, right? It's like we roll deep in a car, man. Like probably like six, right? To one lowrider, it's like we'll fight anybody. That would suck if like clowns came after us, though, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, right. And then like 25, just get out of a Volkswagen Beetle and just start stepping on us with those big shoes, you know? I'm like, oh God, he's a clown, right? I sometimes hate like when I'm in my conspiracy theory phase, right? It's like, I'll look at what's like being recommended to me on uh, YouTube. One thing I can't stand anymore is like white people in haunted houses. That's like the biggest thing that's been bothering me lately, you know? It's like they leave these good houses on like cheap property because it's haunted. I'm like, oh my God, I would never leave. You understand that? It's like, you know, like you could hear like something being flung in the living room, right? They just start throwing all kinds of things and then you hear the ghost like, get out. And I'm like, nice try. You know, I'm like, like I don't have that much money, man. Like I am staying, right? You know? And like tries to scare me extra with like claw marks on like my skin just start popping up, right? And I just get turned on because I haven't felt like human flesh in a long time, you know, like. Yeah, and it's like, can you imagine if I lived with the ghost? It's like the Brady Bunch, right? But like the odd couple, but with the Brady Bunch theme song, right? Like, you know, I thought about this. It'd be like, here's the story of a crazy little Mexican, you know, <laughs> living dunno, dunno with a ghost, right? You know? So it's like the way I thought about it is like, so here's this crazy Mexican who couldn't finally afford a home with paycheck, right? And it's out in the wilderness where he also sells meth, right? <laughs> And I like, like, here's the story of a ghost who was murdered in the bloody cold by his butler and a greedy daughter that wanted all his gold, right? And like, you know, and it's like, till one day, crazy poor Mexican met the ghost, and he said that he just wouldn't go, right? It's like, I got no money to go. They're like, that's the way they became crazy Mexican and ghost. I thought about it, I was like, I would not go. And it's like, if I ever faced problems with a ghost, I would just call my favorite Ghostbuster, right? My Catholic grandmother, that is it, right? Game over. <laughs> Set and match, right? <laughs> like, that's it. There's a lot going on out there, guys. <laughs> finally, uh, I don't know, I started writing scripts too recently. Like, uh, I'm finally writing scripts, man. I want in on that Hollywood game, finally, you know? 
That's why I bought the cardigan. I finally started doing less mushrooms. So it's like, you know, like, so I can have a chance at this game. One thing I did is I finally uh, have been writing the dream movie of my life. It's an Air Bud 4. All right. Well, um, long live rock. Thank you. Mauricio, look for his new film. Good racist ghost and a crazy Mexican coming to a film, a place where you watch movies. Netflix, is that how it works? All right. Hey, guys, that was a very successful and happy, happy hour. I feel really good about it. I'm especially happy because it means I get to take a 20-minute break before Pamtastic starts so I can smoke a cigarette and some weed and feel like a normal person again. Yay. Uh, Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for being here. We actually got through 23 comedians tonight, which I'm really proud of, especially to end early. That's impressive for me. Stick around. Uh, Coming up next is the Fishing for Comedy All Pisces show, but they're not all Pisces because I'm not a Pisces and I couldn't get enough Pisces and there's other people on the show. Uh, But we've got weed cookies and it's going to be a fun time. Hey, everybody. Bye-bye. Eat you. 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 Right on up. Why you let him eat you? Why you let him eat you? No use to resist. Alex, Ed, can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com This is Tusha Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse or 
You can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, 
What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruitFruitHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a tomato produce company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs... 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Moms Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. It's not business. It's personal. Injury. Alex. Ed. 
Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tussle Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers